You're listening to DraftKings Network. On today's episode, in the first segment, man, your boy goes on a little bit of a rant. <laughs> I mean, we take about 10 minutes apart, but we talk about a little bit about the soccer community. And really, we're talking about you, the fans. And you know what else we talk about? The first week of the Premier League. Everton, uh, not a great result. Arsenal, we're not really talking about it. Please stop talking about it. In segment number two, we're talking about everything Portland Timbers with Oregonian beat writer for the Portland Timbers, Jamie Goldberg. Yeah. We talk everything. We talk TFOs. We talk double posts. We talk about Darlington Nabby. Has he forgiven Nigel Dijon? She tells us. Oh, in the third segment, we talk a little bit about MLS, NYC versus Columbus, Philly versus New England. We also talk about Messi. And speaking of Messi, we talk about everything Hope Solo has ever said in her entire life. That and more on this episode of The Cooligans. This is the Enjoy, and you're listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's do it, everybody. Uh, Welcome we are to the here. Cooligans yeah. podcast. Wow. Okay. Why are we both going light FM? Uh, I don't know. It wow. Just, it feels right. I'm in a. I'm in a good mood. I am not. Not as much. <laughs> uh, I am not as happy. When have you never? When have you ever been in a good? mood? Are you kidding me? I'm perpetually in a good mood. I think people look at me and they go, "Look at that. That's Alexis. He's always even keeled <laughs> and in a good mood." You know, it's funny. Like I'm. A, I'm a pretty. I'm a pretty sta- look. All right, so like I'm a pretty like you keep normal. saying I'm I'm a pretty. Well, you're pretty I am. Boy. I'm a pretty, pretty boy. girl. You're pretty I, girl. I like to think I'm a pretty boy. Uh, <laughs> I look. I don't. No one's asked me to identify just yet. Um, but uh, I consider myself a boy, and uh, I think I'm a very pretty one. You're a big boy. I'm too. a big one. I'm yeah. a boy. Uh, you have no clue. Oh boy. I'm a oh boy, big boy. All of a sudden, I'm thinking about Cameron. Uh, oh boy. Um, all right. We're comedians. We are. All right. So, have you? <laughs> yeah, are we? Are I we haven't look, said, we, so far, we have not said anything funny. I didn't look for you. I, I thought myself calling myself a pretty boy was pretty funny. If I'm not being honest, if I'm not lying to you. Um, you know, here's the thing. So, you and I have decided that we're comedians. Uh, well, we are comedians. What we've decided is that we're going to get into uh, the soccer community, the community that we love. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you get have you gotten the feeling that we might be shaking it up a little bit? I shaking up. I don't know. You know, I don't know because uh, I'm I'm very I'm a very modest boy. Yeah, uh, so it's, <laughs> we're, we're both just boys today, <laughs> and so it's difficult to be like, hey, I'm stepping in here and I'm I'm gonna run this place now. That's what I'm for. <laughs> but but there is a, a, a shaking up is maybe not even the word I would use. I would I would say. People are responding to us in a way that I did not expect. I didn't think uh, uh, people would appreciate what we're doing right. as quickly as they have. Yeah, and, that, and do, do you get this? Do you get the feeling that maybe we are uh, changing what the status quo is for people who are thought of as active? I don't know, commentators on the American version of soccer, on the American sport. Well, you know what? And and this is, and I didn't really think this before, like the the, the number of emails we started receiving right. about how people are just saying like, thank you for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I didn't return from Iraq. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> Thank Whose you. family is this that's greeting me at the airport? <laughs> you know, yeah. why, why are we, why, whose dog is this? Yeah. That's like coming. Beautiful dog. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That's I'm not like, mine. It's not my dog. <laughs> uh, I know. I know we want to make a viral video. But, this, <laughs> uh, but yeah, some, some people have uh, sent us messages that like they just appreciate what we're doing uh, because it, it's. 
it's you know it's oddly enough it's like making soccer okay to talk about yeah, publicly like and also we're we're i think we're adding and at least this is what we're trying you know who knows mm-hmm. if we're succeeding or not but i think we're adding a, a a different type of conversation about the sport that's what i'm at least what our goal is that is what we're trying to achieve what we're trying to achieve is us saying here's the sport you love and let's talk about it in a slightly different way here's the other part that's a little bit difficult for us to, for the for like a like the field is difficult for us to mine uh, or to sort of walk because we're comedians first and foremost. So we're not we're not journalists. We're not former players. Clearly, uh, we're not some of these other folks that have a slightly different temperament. We're comedians. We're people that are used to saying things to elicit reactions. Now, I'm not saying that we're we're not shock jocks. You know, we're not up here. Yeah, put this microphone where it doesn't belong. You know, we're not that. We're not say, those types of guys. Speak for yourself. Yeah, man. I know. Well, then you should have listened to our pilot episode that we never released. I uh, had to buy a new microphone. It's really disgusting. Christian, get it out of there. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Is that's not who we are. We're not like Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony or Opie and Jimmy. That's not who we are. We're comedians. Alex, are you wearing panties? That's what I am not. I know. I I'm not. And also, wait till we start the wet t-shirt contest. It is going down. Uh, <laughs> we're not that. We're not those people. But we are primarily people who make a living for saying satirical things, for for making commentary, for saying something that maybe is ironic to elicit a certain thought or elicit a certain feeling. Uh, one of the things that's starting to rear its head is other people who do what we do that aren't comedians that are in the soccer community have found it sort of they need maybe there's an adjustment process or period before they sort of understand that every time we open our mouths or every time we type something it is not specifically coming from wearing the hat of a soccer commentator you know you get what i'm saying yeah and by the way that hat sits just above like sits on top of being a comedian we're always going to be comedians first that is a promise we've made to our fans i think that's why our fans are attracted to what we're doing and are so passionate about what we're doing and for those of you in the squirt squirt bang bang gang uh <laughs> that are listening to this, I might have just made that up and it's pretty dope. Uh, for those of you that listen to this and get what I'm saying, that we're bringing a different type of passion. We're, we're bringing a different type of conversation. But you have to understand, we are comedians. We're not politicians. We're not com- we're not journalists. We didn't go to your schools where everyone gets a trophy. All right? We fail persistently, consistently. That is what we do as comedians. You fail you ta- until you, you succeed. Take risks. You take risks. We take risks. We say things. We try to, we don't filter what we say. We don't have an editor that checks what we say and says, oh, take this out, put this. We don't, we don't, you know, we're not spending our day putting up cat videos. We're not doing those things. What we're doing is we're constantly on the edge of our thought process, trying to bring you guys some type of levity, make you laugh. And it's not always about soccer. If you happen to be friend with, friends with me or Christian on a personal level or on online or on Facebook, you're going to hear and see a lot of conversation that you may not hear around your dinner table. You may not hear around your conference room table. You may not hear in your editor's room. You may only hear in certain other places like comedy clubs or maybe the dock or something else. Like sometimes you're going to hear and see some things that may 
may shock you because it's not what you do every day. Well, guess what? That's what we do every day. And I don't, I don't feel like speaking for you right now, Christian, because I know you're slightly different. So I'll talk about myself. That's <laughs> what I do. So when you come at me for something that I've said or done, understand that if it was a joke, it was meant ironically. And I'm not, I'm, I will never defend. I will never sit here and feel like I have to defend a joke I've made. If it was a joke, it was a joke. And if you cannot understand that and you come from the soccer community, just understand if all you want to do is hear me talk about soccer. If every time I open my mouth, it involves soccer, then do not friend me online. Do not follow me on Twitter. Simply listen to this podcast, watch the videos that we put out, and guess what you're going to get? You're going to get Alexis Guerrero's The Soccer Fan, and that is it. If you want to hear Alexis Guerrero's The Comedian, you can go and watch me at a show. You can follow me on Twitter. You can watch the videos that I put up on my personal page. You can uh, follow my website, AlexisGuerrero's.com, and that's what you're going to get. If you want the marriage of those two, then you can do both of those things. There is, We are bringing a completely different type of conversation to this entire sport. We are shaking shit up we are and by the way we start each podcast by saying we are here we don't mean in the studio we don't mean in your ears we don't mean in your cars we don't mean in your ipods or your 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 cell phones and your ipads you know what we mean we mean in this goddamn industry we are here we're not going a goddamn place it's only going to get bigger bigger and badder people are sending us some incredible emails they're making comparisons to some of the very successful uh shows and things and it's incredible and and we honor it and we try our hardest to make it is so, so entertaining for you that you have to fucking listen. That's what we want to do. We want to make this entertaining. And you know what we want to do? We want to shake this up because I got to be honest, some of y'all cats are really, really sterile and boring and more like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it, ugh, like a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of, uh, you know, um, effort awards. It's, it's all it is. It's like people who've never been told no. People who've never taken a risk. That's what we do. Or certainly that's what I'm doing. I'm not here to talk about Christian. I'm talking about me. We take risks. We're going to shake this shit up. We're going to say some shit that's disrespectful sometimes. And if we do, we'll apologize. But if we meant it as a joke or if it was meant to be funny or if we said it ironically so that you thought about the other side, you, if you're not smart enough to get that, then uh, psh, I got nothing to say to you. Then that's on you. Um. Well... I didn't hear anything you said because I was too busy unfriending you on all social media. You uh. see what I'm saying? At least he's following the rules. And hopefully that you can understand, you can separate some of the things I say on stage, which you see me on stage. I'm not saying anything that's derogatory. No, look, uh, well, look, I'll say this. And and uh, this is all stemming from, uh, you know, something that's going on in the common community. I don't really want to get into no, it. No, we're not going to get into get it. Into in fact, it. there's no reason to really talk about where this is coming from. <laughs> Simply to say, like, what is that? How is the outcome of what's happened so far affect us? And I think what, how it affects us is that y'all need to get ready. We're comedians, man. We're, we're talking about shit. We're going to say we're going to. There's no such thing as not talking about the ugly elephant in the room or whatever yeah. that is the son that's the first thing we talk about why does the elephant have to be ugly you could it's a red that's already an elephant there why do you have to point out that it's ugly do i have to apologize now <laughs> to the to the elephant society but look look in the nature of uh, a comedy look in the soccer world in, in look in the sports world this happens from time to time when the uh the the, the somebody's personal point of view is brought into look look at kurt schilling and espn got fired over and uh, he should he's a terrible person. but he's a yeah he's also a terrible person <laughs> Like you can, you sort of get it, right? Yeah. But look, in the the nature of what we do, look in comedy, we we deal with very often the the possibility that look, and we, we're talking about we take risks. So when you tell a joke, there's a chance that somebody will not like it, and that's yeah. just, or it might be received separately from how you meant it. Of course, and that's just that's just the nature of what we do, and it, the goal is not to be. Uh, uh, derogatory, mean, disrespectful, or, or or hurtful 
uh, to any particular person. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but that's the risk we take. And occasionally, you, you know, you might have 20 great jokes and then one that is that is going to piss people off so much that right. they're going to forget about the 20 great jokes. Or, that you just or told. piss off one person in the audience or something. And it's you know what? It's not it, that's something that we cannot even consider or care yes. about. We have to keep going with what's our art. What are we thinking and say what we think? And you know what? You know who gets us? You know who this isn't a problem for? And I feel bad that I took 10 minutes out of your day to listen to this because our fans, they fucking get us. They know exactly what we're talking about. Shout out to everyone out there in the squirt, squirt, bang, bang, gang <laughs> who gets us. You guys are cooligans just like us. You understand what we're doing. You have our fucking back and none of that's going to change. We're just going to keep getting bigger, badder, louder, faster. Everything else. Money got money got louder. Money got stronger. Whatever uh, that. Uzi, I, I would, Uzi Vert song. I is. cannot wait till Alexis Guerrero's gets faster. I, <laughs> I mean, that would be. It's uh, <laughs> first of all, I have to get up, and then just getting up, everyone's that, like, "Whoa, impressive!" I mean, wow. yeah. <laughs> is there Doritos over there? I mean, <laughs> well, listen, I you know this wasn't the purpose of this podcast was to us to give you this big vague. Yeah, thing. we have a such a great show oh. ahead of us, and look, and until we talk about Arsenal, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, look, the Premier League is back. Let's uh, get right into it. The Premier League is back. I'm we're going to talk MLS in one second because it's really exciting. In fact, we have a really great second segment for you guys. But right now, the Premier League started. Match day one. It, it, it's, it's here already. Oh, uh, boy. We were talking about, what, two weeks ago. How How is it? It's 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 90, I think it's 90, 91 days between from the end of the last season to the beginning of this one. Including international competitions which in there, is, which is nuts. <laughs> there's no, there is no break. You, no, you, there's no such thing. You cannot sleep. You take a nap and you're, you, you already got to fly to your next game. Yeah, there's think no, about it. If you're an Arsenal fan what's the difference between the off season and during the season nothing because they're not buying anyone at any time anyway <laughs> yes uh so yeah let's let's start with arsenal let's I, not all right look everton drew 1-1 with tottenham <laughs> you couldn't beat tottenham uh, it's a horrible day for arsenal that ross we, barkley though yeah that ross barkley free kick was amazing gorgeous. does that how does it feel because well, first of all who's the manager it's not roberto martinez uh, anymore. Uh, coleman coleman from, he that's the, right the, yeah the, he was the manager from southampton so you over. got coleman mm-hmm. you got uh you got coleman you got no real major new players. Lukaku looks like he might not be purchased. Who knows? We're not yeah. sure yet. Uh, Delafeo missed a sitter. Uh, you know, uh, simple, simple shit. Same shit that was happening last season. How does it feel? Does it feel like enough changes have been made? No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's what I figured. You it, were it, say. It, it seems like uh, Everton is in uh, a bit of a tailspin. Well, they they and and look, I I think but you know this is like standard Everton, right? Like they're never that great and they're never that bad. They're just like middle of the table. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly. It looks like status quo. I mean, yeah. they they don't look like they've made any. They just got um. Uh, uh, Yannick Bolasi. That's right uh, from Crystal Palace. So that that's actually I'm happy about that because yeah, he was he was very good for Crystal Palace last season. Uh, but uh, no, I'm not particularly excited. Uh, I, I don't think the the season is going to change. Uh, you know, it's going to be much different from from the prior years, and the the level of money spent for you know from the top teams is just so scary right that yeah but you got that tv money no but it's what's the difference it's not about it's not your money spend it (laughs) you got all this tv money what are you doing with it correct but so did the teams that have a lot of money with that but what i'm saying is you have to spend more it's not even about the higher percentage okay forget about the money that is available to them it's the it's the players that the the top teams have signed already these teams look 
scary outside of Arsenal, who did nothing. Thank uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't project, don't project that on a me, dog. <laughs> but um, look, so uh, let's talk about Arsenal. Real well, hold quick. on. Where do you think Everton's going to finish? We got to do some predictions for the end of the it's, season. I mean, there, there's no way, there's no way they're cracking the top ten. I don't. You don't even think they're getting mid table. I mean, you think they're going to be not even the top half of the table? No, no. no wow, I, I don't think so. That's a big prediction. Cooligans <laughs> exclusive. They, they don't look. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited about really anything uh, <laughs> that they've done. I mean, I, I think they look. It's a big transition to a, a new manager. Uh, look, we also there's a slight possibility. Uh, you know, uh, we might get Joe Hart. Joe Hart is uh, so Joe Hart is at Manchester City, but he is. Been, I mean, barely there. He's he's, he's, he's been sitting on that bench. He's been told he is uh, he is the second choice. Uh, I think that I believe it just found out yesterday that, that Claudio Bravo is going to Manchester City. Yeah. So. If that's the case, Joe Hart said he would be interested in going to Everton, and that would be huge. That would be huge. Uh, so I I think through you who know, do you have right now? Oh, what, Gomez, uh, Joel, uh, Joel. That's right, Joel. Uh, well, I forgot his last name. Anyway. Oh boy, <laughs> that's how. That's how that's, much. Yeah, that's how. Do you wish Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner was still there? Timmy, I do, Timmy I do, I do. But you know, whatever. He's an MLS, so that's a uh, that's. It feels that feels sale. good. Yeah, no, but that feels good in itself. Uh, just to have him here. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you know, I, you really have to find something <laughs> to be happy about. Which I know how that feels as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't watch, great game. Uh, we just barely lost. Oh my god, it was so bad. Look, Arsenal doesn't have Ozil. Uh, yeah. Didn't have um, uh, which call it um, Alexis Sanchez. Giroud wasn't there. Oza wasn't there. Kashilny's injured, um, and you know Shaka didn't start for some freaking reason. And then when he did start, he just fouling everybody. Oh my god, he came in and Jermaine <laughs> Jones all over the place. Uh, you know Santi Cazorla looked. Like he completely changed the the level of uh, of of passing and everything. I mean, he just completely changed the pace of the game. Um, you, as an Arsenal fan, I you know, look, I think we're going to end up in fourth because that seems to be like the only thing we can do. Uh, but I am as frustrated as possible at. You know, the rumor is that Mustafi, who's another center back, holding looked pretty good. I know he got a yellow card, but he looked pretty good. Uh, you know, center back Mustafi coming in from Valencia, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. We're hearing that they're holding up because uh, in, in order for in the transfer budget, they consider the salary, the agent fees and everything else. And they need to save some money for a striker. What What do you mean save somebody? Save what striker? <laughs> Everyone's already purchased. The season started. What are you doing? Spend the money. Spend an extra 20 million. Yeah. You, what are we going to do? Look at that season that we lost 8-2 to Manchester United and all of a sudden we brought in, you know, Frimpong and, and Murtisacker and I think Andre Santos at the time. You know, two of those people, we don't even know who they are anymore. We, we just went crazy and bought people last minute. Do you, we want to do that again? What happened to all these promises? We paid off the stadium. What happened? Given uh, how much, how, how many changes so many other teams are making, it is very odd that Arsenal really didn't. They little, I mean, band aids for little things. I, th I still think that Vardy offer was just a little sort of like, oh, let's make that. We know that he's not going to come. Let's just make the fans feel good by putting this out. And you know, like all of a sudden we make an offer and everybody knows about it. You're telling me we didn't leak it ever since uh, Dean left. It has been completely, completely turned upside down. I think Arsene Wenger has way too much power. I love Arsene. I don't want him to leave, but you gotta buy, man. Imagine what he would do with world class players again, like Bergkamp and Henri and. And I mean, just buy somebody, <laughs> buy a striker and a center back. This is embarrassing. Ramsey's out for a couple of weeks now. Okay. What are we going to do? Yeah. I mean, look, Hull uh, has 13 players and they beat <laughs> Leicester City. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
What are we going to do? This is amazing. Monsion, Dave Monsion is listening to this right now and he agrees with me. <laughs> we just, the, the season just started and, and, and you're already, and I'm already there. You're already, yeah. I'm already at the end. You're already at uh, 11 of anger. You, you know? have no clue the anger I felt watching Liverpool of all teams. Coutinho, you give them that. Everything else that happened, they have Moreno on their team. We should have been able to pick them apart left and right. Yeah. All this possession doing nothing in the final third. Again, again and again and again. 10 years of the same shit. <laughs> Liverpool, uh, yeah, you don't expect... I didn't expect them to play <sighs> so, so well. But, you you know... They, Running around Klopp with players on his back. Like, <laughs> like you're at a goddamn... They, like you know, you're some I, German it, spring something. Liverpool's uh, best decision was uh, picking up Sadio Mane. Mane looked... Beast. Really good. And he's he is he's fast. He's strong. He just out-muscled a couple people. Sadio Gucci Mane. <laughs> uh, yeah, terrible haircut. Amazing goal. Yeah. Um, Impressive. I, look, I don't know yeah. what to say. You know, so, but this is the point I was trying to make about um, uh, what, like very it being very odd. Uh, Arsenal not making any big signings because you know I watched the Manchester United against Bournemouth match. Manchester United. I'm I'm legitimately scared of Manchester United. They look very different from uh, from last season. Uh, you know, obviously Mourinho's there. Ibrahimovic is there. But that's really what it, Ibrahimovic is a monster. He is. He is. It's to the he's, point. First of all, he's how old is he? He's in his 30s. He's throwing he's like his 30, body in other like people. He's 36, 37, something like that. He's fairly old. Yeah, but he's he's huge. He's huge. But he's he doesn't look, he, I mean, he doesn't look uh, like he's lost any kind of a step. Uh, he's obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, a skilled footballer and very, uh, very intelligent and tactically knows where to be and all that stuff. But he's, we're also talking about, you know, Bournemouth. I mean, it's not, it's still, it's, it's, I'd be more scared of them if they were called Jason Bournemouth. I'd be like, Oh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not scared of Bournemouth. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not scared of Bournemouth, but I am Manchester United seems, uh, look, and, and Pogba didn't get to play because he because of the yellow card accumulation, uh, or he had he got booked. which is seems so odd. Yeah, but it, it's FIFA, Copa Italia. It's like some other competition <laughs> in another country. Yeah, yeah, but he so he he wasn't even there, and and they looked great. I mean, they literally looked amazing. Yeah, they did. They looked great. I mean, even Rooney looks a few years younger. Uh, that beautiful header off of the well, it wasn't a deflection. It was like yeah, a, yeah. a bad volley to him. I mean, you know, look, I don't, I don't know what else to say that, that you know, Ibrahimovic's goal was like, a, you know, skimming across the ground for about 35 yards <laughs> and it still went in. I, I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. But if you see, does that not make you angrier though, as an Everton fan? It, it, no, it, it, it's it's not even about anger. It's just about it's, it's legitimate fear. It, it's not like it's like hey, you're like I don't want to play these. Guys. I, just, <laughs> I don't want them anywhere near me. Yeah, why are they in our league? <laughs> it, it almost seems unfair. I mean, it seems like a FIFA Ultimate Team. That's really what. Yeah, they, yeah, what yeah was, no, you're right. You're right. So when Mourinho is, there, I mean, if their manager was Van Hall, we'd be like maybe they'll fuck up. Yeah. But Mourinho being their manager, it's so surreal. And, and and when if you see, it's like if if you're if you own a club, Club, right yeah. in the Premier League, and you see somebody, you know, next door. Everybody's going in there. Everybody's yeah. going in yeah. to that place. So you're like, "Hey, what? <laughs> hey, what's going on? What's there? going on over there? Like, why? Maybe I need to start making some. Phone I wonder if they'll let me over there. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to go over? That's there. the thing. It's like, uh, given especially what Manchester United was doing by uh, by themselves. Why? Why wouldn't you try to 
uh, uh, make some offers to some of the players that they're trying to talk, like mess their shit up because it, that and that's even helping your team because if if uh, you at least poach one of their players that's or, what I'm saying right so, sometimes sometimes it's better just to make your opponent weaker yeah. than it is just to make yourself strong and, yeah you know Manchester City tried to do that with Delph and Sinclair when they bought them and they're like no you're not making us weaker <laughs> you're buying people we don't want anyway you know yeah. uh you know, Manchester City uh, looks like they got out of the gate kind of strong. Not that impressed uh, with their performance. Uh, the performance I think we need to talk about before we bounce to our second segment, which I think you MLS fans are going to love, uh, especially in one major city. Uh, I think one of the things that's uh, kind of, um, whatchamacallit, talking about uh, Leicester City is losing to a team that only has 13 players on their roster in total. Yeah, Leicester losing to Hull. Uh, I, I, watched, I was watching that game and I'm just baffled. By and like, why are they struggling so much? But I mean, Conte, yeah, that that's really what I, Conte, I, I, baby. I was thinking. I'm like, look, I mean, they also weren't getting those like magic, like that Danny Drinkwater goal that that kind of curved out. Uh, things didn't necessarily go their way. They got that penalty uh, when they they shouldn't even have gotten it. So Mara's got to score that. It could have been much worse. It yeah. could have been two nil. Yeah, it's. I I think they're yeah. And the Uruguayo scored for Hull Abdel. I, I think they're still uh, for Abel. They're gonna have to adjust without Conte, but uh, uh, not that he's the replacement. But um, I, what is it, Ahmed Musa? Yeah, Musa was in there. He was. He looked really good. And Gray looked good too. Gray, that young kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was great last season too. Yeah. He he would come in uh, in the second half. Uh, but yeah, they can. They're gonna have to figure out what. I wonder could. what the Leicester fans are thinking. Like you know, everybody well, got a BMW i8. Could we have gotten? I don't know. A, I think a Hughes, defensive midfielder Hughes, instead. Hughes wasn't there, right? Hughes, yeah, yeah. He added. He, I don't think he, he, played. he didn't play yet. So, and, and this is another thing I'm realizing, especially like the beginning. It, it, this is why it also seems like the season starts way too soon because yeah. a lot of players are not there. Dimitri Payet didn't play. Yeah, Payet. Uh, oh, well, he he came in in the uh, second half. Okay, okay. So yeah. it, it, it's it's just odd, uh, you know, given that a lot of these players just finished playing a major. Tournament, yeah, but remember, there's no playoff, there's a balanced schedule. You play every single team home and away, yeah. So you have to win these early matches. Every match is important in the Premier League, yeah. A little different than MLS, it just seems like it starts too soon, yeah. When the season ends, that, that's I think if you ask Bournemouth, they'll be like, It's too soon, <laughs> uh, at least not you know, not this weekend, yeah. We shouldn't have started. Let's start against someone else, <laughs> uh, but whatever. You got the uh, you got the away to Manchester United out of the way, and hopefully, the rest of the season goes smoothly for them. As far as an Arsenal fan, keep listening to this podcast, and all you hear is me ranting. <laughs> about how terrible Trust, the next, they are the next uh you know 10 months or however long the oh, season God. is it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be a lot one of, of the rain. things i'm not complaining about is uh mls we there's a couple mls matches maybe we'll talk about that in the uh, cooligans corner yeah we'll do that let's get to our second segment because we have an amazing interview lined up for you guys timbers uh, fans please uh all you in. yeah all you rctids out there yeah this is great uh this is an absolute incredible we got jamie goldberg from the oregonian yeah she is the, uh, the, the beat writer for the portland thorns and the portland timbers yeah, so uh, we're going to have her on right after this break. Amazing conversation. If you guys like the Portland Timbers or just want to know more about what's going on there like we do, uh, this is the perfect interview for you to listen to as soon as we get back from this break. Hey, guys, are you a fan of Premier League Fantasy? Well, the Cooligans now have a 
Premier League Fantasy League that you can join. You can play with us. There's going to be prizes to the winner. So join our league. See if you can beat us. We're both in there. There's a bunch of other fans in there. Get in there. Show us what you got in the Fantasy Premier League League. Yeah. Be, uh, scoring starts week three, so you have time to join. Uh, go to SoccerCooligans.com. You can email us, SoccerCooligans at gmail.com if you want the link uh, for it. You can find it on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So it'll be there. If you follow Soccer Cooligans, you will hear about the Premier League Fantasy League that we have going. Absolutely. Uh, email us, SoccerCooligans at gmail.com and get involved. Welcome back to the Cooligans. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, boy. Uh, we, we teased it, and now we're here. Um, here on Portland Timbers Day. This is uh, this is the biggest, uh, I think this might, outside of NYCFC Day, I think I'm, this is what I'm most excited about. Most excited about? You know, it's funny, <laughs> like, we don't hide we don't hide our passion for NYCFC, but we also don't hide our passion for how much we enjoy watching uh, Portland Timbers, and their fans are absolutely incredible. They're big fans of ours. Uh, we hashtag RCTID all the time. Great people. Uh, and look, we love the whole league, but obviously there's some form of connection with Portland Timbers fans and us, and we love it. But P- Portland does it better. Better than most, you know. I mean, that I mean, Cascadia region is pretty dope. I, I, com, like, if if you put Portland fans compare and you compare them to some of the bigger clubs, I mean, like Borussia Dortmund has eighty thousand, you know, yeah, whatever okay, people. That's a little different. That's a bit, yeah. It's a big difference, but you know, they, they just do it on a smaller scale. That's yeah, they're I mean. small, but they're mighty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And here's the funny thing: like, they have such an intense rivalry with Seattle, but so do the fans. Uh, and not only to talk about that, and talk about the club, and talk about the team from the Oregonian. One of one of the one of the one of the one of the writers that I absolutely love reading uh, whenever she posts or, or an article she writes, especially when it has to do with Portland Timbers. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, round of applause <laughs> for Jamie Goldberg. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, happy to be here. I mean, well, happy to have you. Happy to be here. I'm, of course, I'm happy to be here. It's my podcast, <laughs> but we're happy to have you. So, um, Jamie, why don't we just start with this? Uh, you guys won the MLS Cup uh, last year. Um, as a fan of Caleb Porter, even when he was back at Akron and everyone was sort of saying like he was the future of American soccer and he plays an attacking fast out bit of a stumble when he first got in and he had to make some adjustments. Why don't you kind of just give us an idea of of what that was like, you know, that that run up that wasn't very, very perfect, but you made it all the way there and, and uh, you know, just sort of winning. What did that mean to the city? Why don't you give us an idea of what that was like for those of us who weren't there? Yeah, I, I think no one really expected it. Um, I mean, when you look at the end of last year, I think there was a, a game, um, I want to say at the very beginning of October, where the Timbers lost one nothing in Kansas City at home, and it, it looked like it was all over. Everyone was, I think there was still talk back then even. People were wondering, oh, is Caleb Porter going to lose his job? And then all of a sudden, um, I mean, all the fans and crazy media people like me, um, uh, <laughs> everything turned, everything turned around. So, um, yeah, they went on a crazy run, went down and um, had a killed L.A. down in L.A., had a great game down there, beat Salt Lake, um, came back, beat Colorado, finished third. And then, um, I mean, I, I think they just started with that Kansas City game in the playoffs. I, I've. I've just never been at a playoff soccer game that was quite as crazy as that. Um, really, any sort of soccer game with the double post. Um, oh boy! Penalty kick. Abdul, <laughs> poor Abdul Salam. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and speaking of that, you know, the tifo that that the that the Timbers uh, just, fans just recently Timbers did. Army just put up instead of double mint gum, they went double post. I mean. <sighs> That poor kid, you know, <laughs> I what it's savagery, but it's hilarious for those of us, especially comedians. We're like, that's good work. Yeah. You know? it, and it's not <laughs> like, you know, a lot of TFOs tend to be just like kind of 
cheap jokes, easy jokes. Uh, but that that one was that was as creative collab- as a guy, and and so inside, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And very specific. It's very much to one person almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has there been a lot of that tifos that just they, uh, they just put a tifo in his locker room, yeah, just like a little <laughs> tiny banner? You're like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, uh, but yeah, the, and uh, speaking of Tivos, that that is uh, every. It seems like every week is this the 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 Tifo creations that the, the Timbers Army seems to uh, create every you know you know every home game. It, it seems like I mean not yeah, not this is not even an insult, but it seems like they do not have any other job yeah. because they are so they right. are so focused and they're so good that it, these are these are Portland artists. You're right? Are these all the graphic hipster design <laughs> the hipster graphic designers that live in Portland? They all they hired you know a graphics director. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, is that something? Obviously, they take a lot of pride in that. Um, is that something that the front office is aware of, or you guys are made aware of beforehand, or do you see it at the same time we do? Um, I mean, I don't think anyone sees the TIFO uh, except for the people creating it until it goes up. Obviously, they have to work with the front office on just like simple things like rigging. Um, but you don't talk about the TIFO beforehand. Uh, I made that mistake when I first joined, came to Portland. It's like, I fight, it's like Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, first rule of, the, first rule, the first rule of TIFO <laughs> is there is no such thing as the TIFO. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, I mean, they put a ton of work into it. I, I mean, I, I think there's just so many people working on it. They uh, find like big warehouses and there's just tons and tons of people coming in for shifts when they can to paint. And obviously somebody leading... Um, I think it's a different person each time that kind of leads the whole production um, and just kind of come, helps to come up with the design. But it's really a collaborative effort. Um, and I think that's how they're able to make such kind of expansive TIFOs is just that there have so many people in the Timbers Army that are dedicated to coming out and painting and helping and contributing their ideas and coming up with a good design. Because, I mean, I agree with you guys. They they knock it out of the park every single time. Yeah. Speaking of collaborative effort, Diego Valeri was photographed painting <laughs> That's right. one of the TIFOs. That's right. Yeah. Is that I think that might be the first time in MLS history that a, that not only, a, you know, a player, but a DP is out there. Well, he's he's earning his money. Yeah, yeah really... for sure. That's part of his contract. Uh, yeah, we, we need you to score so many goals, so many assists. You got to do some community outreach. And also, you got to paint like three TIFOs a exactly. year. Uh, uh, let me talk to you about uh, Diego Valeri because, uh, you know, he's one of these guys that I think recently he came out and said that he wants to retire with the club. Uh, what has he meant to the club? Yeah, I mean, Valeri is, has been huge for Portland. I, I think that was, I mean, that is, I think, the biggest signing um, that the Timbers have made in their MLS era. And um, I, I think he was a huge reason, you know, why the Timbers kind of turned things around in 2013 when Caleb Porter came on and then were able to um, win the MLS Cup last year. I mean, 2014 was when he was, when the Timbers missed playoffs, was when he was actually dealing with an injury for much of the year. So um, he, he's huge. I, I mean, the attack is just so much better when he's on the field. Um, the Timbers it, it just run a lot more smoothly. They can do what they want to do when he's out there. Um, and I think he, you're, you're right. I mean, he really has embraced this community. I, I think, um, I think a lot of people probably know his story, but, um, he came over here because, uh, he decided to leave Argentina after he and his wife and his, um, at the time, very young daughter were held up at gunpoint, um, in Argentina. So uh, he was really trying to find a place that he felt like his family could be safe. And I, I think Portland for him is been a really great community and a place where he feels like he can raise his daughter and feel comfortable with her well-being. And at the same time, of course, he's been so important for the club 
and the fans have embraced him. And he, he's just a genuinely nice guy, um, a guy that wants to be here and um, is just performs on the field. And I, I think sometimes when you're looking at all the big name players in MLS, people can overlook a player like Diego Valeri, but he's up there. He is um, the impact he has on the offense each game. Um, it ranks up there with anyone else in the league. Yeah, I think some people do overlook him, but we don't hear it to Cooligans. You know, we talk about players like him and, and Nacho Piatti over in Montreal a lot uh, because some of the things that they add aren't necessarily stat heavy. But, you know, just simple things is like the first touch that springs an attack or, you know, good vision, you know, just the ability to pick out a pass and pick out a pass in the final third. Someone else who has some of those flashes is uh, Nagby. And we talk about it a lot uh, here, you know. Obviously, yeah, watching him at Copa America, the, the, the opportunities he, he got to play. But once you saw, you know, obviously we saw uh, we, we don't watch him week to week, right. uh, you know, in MLS. But uh, seeing him uh, play for the U.S. men's national team and play with such confidence. And he's I think he scored a goal in uh, in one of the friendlies. Right. Uh, he's he's a player that is I guess uh, what I'm asking is like, Obviously, I think your opinion of him is probably positive, seeing that you, yeah, you, you live <laughs> see, in Portland. Yeah. Seeing Boston, but how do you feel about his his role that and what's his future for the men's national team? Because uh, as uh, watching as a as a U.S. A, a U.S. fan, we we sort of want him there more. We want him. We want to see him and, and Pulisic you know, light up, you know, you right. know, every, every game they play and be more consistent. Also, I mean, is that you're obviously you see him day to day. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think he's capable of being a really important player for the national team and a player that I think I think a lot of people are very disappointed to see um, the amount of playing time he got in the Copa America, especially after the run up to that, where he did, I think, show pretty well. And I think he brings a dynamic to the field. The national team doesn't really have in anyone else. Um, his ability one on one when he's in those situations is in, is um, incredible. And it's something that's going to be help. It's helpful, obviously, for the Timbers. And it's also something that's going to be very important for the national team. I, I think um, what you guys alluded to is that it, he's not always, you don't always see that flair come out um, and see him dominating games with um, his ability. The talent is definitely there and he definitely can make things happen that other players cannot. But I, I think everyone wants to see more out of him. He's a very um, nice guy. And sometimes I think um, as a, as a reporter, as I think fans as well want to see him be a little bit more selfish on the field and recognize that he has ability that other players just don't have. And if he just takes the ball, doesn't pass it away, takes his shot. Um, he has the chance to be a, even more impactful. And I think the goals and the assists are something that um, I think a lot of fans, um, a lot of us in the media think he's capable of contributing a lot more there. Well, regarding uh, Nagby, one other question I had about him is really, and maybe you know this for sure, but do you think he has forgiven Nigel de Jong? <laughs> is that, because that, I mean, that is it even possible it even, to? <laughs> I mean, there was a, obviously a, a crunch of a tackle earlier this season and, and luckily it wasn't a severe injury, but it, it, it's something you don't, I don't imagine anybody could forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think Nagby, I don't even know what his bones are made of, like steel or something. But <laughs> Adamantium. Yeah. yeah. He does not, I mean, knock on wood, but, you know, he has not really had any long-term injuries. He has had a plenty of 
players tackle him hard. I mean, that seems to be the go-to um, defense against Nagby, just knock him to the ground. And uh, DeYoung is obviously um, on the top of that list, but he is lucky in the sense that he seems to, when he gets these injuries, get back up pretty quickly. Um, and I think that was one when we were... We, I was there, and everyone just kind of froze for a second, thinking, "Oh my God, is he going to be out for the season?" Or yeah, we all, we what, thought we needed two happen? stretchers, one for him, one for the leg. You know, <laughs> it seemed like a bad one. Has he gotten yeah. any interest? Um, we haven't seen a lot, but has he gotten any interest from Europe? And I'm not asking, uh, you know, specifically just because of his talent, but you know, he seems to be held in the same breadth uh, with um, uh, Pulisic, who's obviously killing it over Dortmund right now. But when it comes to the national team, they seem to be the two that I think most people are excited about seeing them. And you got one one kid who's just killing it and. In, in Dorman. Um, and, you know, has this opportunity to get a little bit more shine with the national team? Has that led to any interest uh, for Nagby? Because I got to be honest, I haven't heard of any. And it would seem like maybe there would be. Yeah, I mean, I would assume there has been. I, I haven't um, heard of any either, but I assume that Gavin Wilkinson has gotten inquiries about Nagby. I don't think Nagby necessarily wants to go or is actively looking to go. Right. He is kind of, um, I mean, he's a player that I think could definitely. Um, excel in Europe has a chance to do that if he wants to, but he also has, you know, his wife and his two children here. And he's definitely a player that likes to be close to his family. And um, that's a really, really important part of his life. So I, I think there are um, in terms of his personal life, I'm not, sh- I, I'm not sure um, if he's looking kind of to want to go to Europe um, at least at the moment, but uh, we haven't heard of anything specific, but I, I wouldn't, would not be at all surprised if he's gotten at least some interest from Europe um, and Gavin Wilkinson's uh, taken some of those inquiries. Yeah. I'm, you know, for someone like yourself, who's, and how long have you been following the team? Um, I've been here covering the team since 2013. Okay. So, I mean, you've seen some, you know, some, some nice build up, and you got to see the uh, MLS cup, which uh, championship, which is always great. Um, what's, what's one of the toughest things? Because even, you know, it seems like it's a relatively easy, easy city to be a soccer fan. And, you know, most of the city cares about it. You know, it seems like a lot of passion, the entire stadium sings. Is there anything that's tough about following this team? You know, are they very insulated with information? They seem to be very open. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, they they are like any team in that they are going to um, choose what they want to tell the media um, and who they want to make available and things like that. Um, I, I think that the fans definitely have a really strong interest in the team, so things can um, get pretty heated. I, I fans get really into the results. I think there's probably a little bit more pressure on these players than there are in some other markets just because it is such a big deal here. Um, I, like I said last year, I mean, I, I think people were <laughs> calling for the different players to be for the team to get rid of different players, whether Caleb Porter was going to lose his job, whether Gavin Wilkinson um, knew what he was doing, because I, they're really passionate about what's going on. And when things aren't going well, you can really feel it. So, 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 um, <laughs> well, so yeah. I, I'm curious about how uh, how was it received? Like the, the first couple months of the season were a little rough. I mean, you know, you, you have the high of, of winning the MLS Cup. And then when the season began, I mean, uh, the Portland Timbers are currently in sixth place, but they were pretty much out of the playoffs for, I would say, most of the year. So uh, mm-hmm. how was, uh, you know, how was it received? How, how uh, what did people attribute it to uh, the, the slow start? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there was a little bit of the MLS glow. Um, so they got the Timbers had a little bit more slack this year, at least early in the season. But um, I, I think that this year has it's been a difficult year for Portland. I mean, they have dealt with so many injuries that that's a big part of it, I think. Some people want to overlook that and just look at what's happening on the field. And you have to look at that as well. But you have to put it in the context of injuries. I think they've had 12 um, players, key start players that could be starters, be injured at different points of the season. Some of those guys have been injured multiple times. Um, and it's pretty much been, I don't think there's been a single game this season where they have their full roster healthy. Um, and then the defense just hasn't been to the level it was last year. And that's just, it's kind of a surprise drop-off. They obviously transferred via Fania, and only now with Vitas are they kind of finally finding a left back that can fill that void. Um, but outside of that, they have the same back line. And they, if you look at how many goals they've conceded, I mean, they, compared to last year, they're not anywhere near the defensive team that they were. Um, and that was a huge part of them winning the MLS Cup. So there's been these issues, and I think it has been a frustrating season. And even now, I mean, the Timbers are going to have to finish pretty strong. I mean, San Jose is only one point behind and has two games in hand. Seattle, they'll play the next two weeks, and um, they, I think, are five points behind the Timbers at the moment. So um, I, I think it's a little bit of a frustrating season right now, but at least early on, I, I think some of that MLS glow, MLS Cup, uh, winning gave them a it felt like you could give them a little bit of slack but um at this point yeah they gotta it's get not the season we expected yeah, yeah yeah you're like all right yeah we gave you a little buffer <laughs> yeah. now you gotta get your ass up and do some work uh it kind of feels like the club is a bit future proof you know we're talking about how much they're struggling this season they've replaced Villafana who uh or Villafana um who you know we had sort of like a magical end to that season, you know, seemed to be at the right place at the right time for most of that playoff run um, and really just sort of like somewhat of a leader. You replace him and now you're starting to get, you know, to a level back. You got guys like Adi who are playing out of their skin for, for a large part of the season and, you know, putting the team on the, on his shoulder when they need to. It seems like you're relatively future proof. How do you feel about that statement? Is it true? We don't hear anything about the youth development. How's that going? Is there a sense that this is something that could be a perpetually like middle to table, if not better? team that they're not going to have the highs up and down up and low uh, you know high ups and high lows or low lows I should say well I mean I think it's really important for this team to win um, and so they're going to keep trying to build towards um, getting back to them lost cup and getting back to the top of the table I think they've made some pretty good moves late in the season I, I don't like bringing in Vitez, bringing in Steven Taylor, who we haven't seen yet. I don't know how much because of the timing. Those guys are going to be able to impact this season, but they'll be coming back next year. Um, and I, I think the youth development, while it hasn't been really effective yet, um, is something the Timbers are working to build. They have now have satellite territories in New Mexico and Idaho, um, because they used to have the smallest homegrown territory in MLS. So MLS has granted them these satellite territories so they can try to develop some players out of market as well. Um, they're definitely investing a lot of money into that side because that has been a side that just hasn't worked for them um, so far. And Those I think poor kids do. in New Mexico, when they get a trip to Portland, <laughs> they're like, 
why is the sky crying? <laughs> I come from sand. This is terrible. <laughs> Those yeah. poor kids. Well, what, what, uh, another question I had about uh, uh, was about Nat Borchers. So Nat, I mean, we know he was uh, injured. I, I, I don't know the status of his injury. I don't know if he's out for the. I think he is out for the season, right? Yeah, he is. He is out yep. for the year. And how was you know? I saw. Can they just start his beard? You know what I mean? <laughs> Can they just put his beard just, out there? <laughs> somebody should just like, just like you know cut it off, right? Cut it off from yeah. Nat and just. Put Put it on like another center. Put back. it on Nagby. Just put it on Nagby. Let <laughs> just, that beard be the spiritual the, leader. Yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> just the, the the beard has the the captain's armband on imagine, it. Imagine, imagine this, Jamie. I mean, you could probably tell me how how automatic this would be for Portland. But in the middle of a match, you guys are down one nil, and all of a sudden, on a drone comes Nat Borcher's beard <laughs> and places itself on Nagby. Would the city not go nuts? <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's probably pretty incredible. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, you know, one thing that was kind of uh, uh, fascinating and just uh, really cool was after the Nat Porcher's injury, I had seen a, uh, a bunch of pictures on Twitter of people uh, posting signs of like, get well, Nat, all over, all over the city. And just seeing that in itself it made me, it's like... Uh, you're jealous of that, like sort of love for a city that has the support for a club, support for their club, support for soccer in general. Just a, you know, even if like we're in New York, right. If Carmelo Anthony got injured, there would be no, yeah, there would be no, no (laughs) there would be get back up, get back up. Melo. You know, we live in a city with, I think what has like now 13 professional sports teams. Uh And I think most people probably don't, couldn't name you four of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, you guys come from a city that seems to have attached itself. Is it because the Blazers left? I mean, oh, there, wait, I'm sorry, they're no, the still there. I was just thinking of Seattle for a second. <laughs> wow, I just pissed off of the Portland fans. I mean, is it because, you know, is it, is it, a, I know we're, it's a smaller market, but what, what happened that all of a sudden it just became this massive soccer uh, fan base? Well, I think it wasn't all of a sudden. I think that's part of it. I mean, the Timbers have um, been around. They were initially, um, the first year was 1975 in the old NASL. And they drew, I think, 33,000 fans to their playoff games at Civic Stadium. There's there's this crazy video online of um, Tony Betts heading in the game-winning goal against Seattle in the um, quarterfinals of the NASL 1975 playoffs. And the fans storming the field, 30,000 fans just running onto the field. Wow. Um, so it's been around for a long time. And I think that the, that history, I mean, those some of those 1975 fans are still following the team today and they've got their kids following the team. They've got their um, husbands and wives following the team. Um, and I, I think they was built out of that. The Timbers haven't been around consistently since 1975. They went around, came back in lower divisions and, came back again before moving to MLS, but it was kind of built out of that. And then I think it's just grown in the MLS um, era because like you said, I mean, we don't have NFL, we don't have MLB here. We do have the Blazers, but the seasons don't really overlap. Um, The Timbers kind of have that great summer market uh, here and there's not really much else going on. And I think the fan base itself um, is a big draw for kind of casual fans. I, I think people come out to the games that don't necessarily even know much about soccer because they hear about the Timbers army and they see the pictures on the they, YouTube they videos. See, they see Timber Joey and they're like, yeah. we got to yeah. go. 
Yeah, they're yeah. like, I, I want a piece of a tree, you know, <laughs> uh, then you got to score a goal, bro. Uh, I will say this, you know, we're uh, comedians that we know that have traveled to Portland. They're come back and they're like, hey, you know, those soccer fans are insane. They're yeah. all they all march. And, and we're like, yeah, I mean, come on. You know, like, we've been talking about this forever. Yeah, Guys, a- get with it. Portland seems to be like leading the charge and in, in sort of converting non soccer fans into soccer fans. All you have to do is go to that city during one of the matches. And you all you hear about and see is Portland, Portland, Portland. Uh, Timbers, obviously, not just the city so that's awesome i mean you know you gave us a lot of insight into uh the club any other questions christian anything i forgot i know i I was just gonna ask uh, you know uh what you what your thoughts on the potential of uh repeating for the mls cup i mean it's almost like the the last season is kind of is is they're they're sort of similar in that with the slow start but like uh having a a strong finish and what do you think their chances are what percentage of confidence are you 100 you're gonna completely repeat and zero percent you guys aren't even making the playoffs where are you right now I mean, I, I, I think that the Timbers have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs, um, but I don't see them probably in like sixth place at the moment. And that's why I don't really see them um, repeating at this point. I don't know. Maybe that puts me like at 40% on your table. But I mean, you look at last year and I think I felt the same way. I didn't think they were going to make playoffs at this point. Um, and they proved me wrong by they totally turned things around in the end. And I, I will say that under Caleb Border, the Timbers have always performed well at the very end of the season. So, and they're, they are getting some reinforcements with Steven Taylor and Vita is now in the lineup. So, Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need you doubting them. Maybe that is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the landing <laughs> rod for their performance. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're really, really busy. Uh, is there anything you want the fans to follow or know about you and where they can find and read more about you? Yeah, I mean, we. I I, I like to think we write a, um, a lot more soccer articles than uh, a lot of the major newspapers, and you can find us on OregonLive.com slash Timbers. Um, we also have a lot of Thorns articles as well, OregonLive.com slash Portland dash Thorns. Um, so if you want to read soccer coverage, um, we're always trying to put up new features and um, following the team every day. So there's a lot there. Yes. Please, please support the Oregonian. I, I, and I believe uh, John Oliver just did a, a segment yeah. on you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that was, uh, that was incredible. And it, and it really spoke to a lot about like where journalism is uh, in yeah. the country today. So, but you know, w- when it comes to supporting soccer. So and congratulations th- for keeping your job. <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, support the Oregonian. And uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the, the, the thorns or the timbers, uh, uh, yeah, they do great work. So please check them out. Absolutely. Thank you for your soccer coverage. Thank you for coming on to the Cooligans. Um, we will send you out a sticker. And fans, thank you so much uh, for listening. Don't laugh at that. We're, we're really proud of our <laughs> yeah, stickers. Yeah, we like our uh, Fans, thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back after this with a little bit of Cooligans Corner. Hey, Cooligans fans, we got a gift for you guys. Well, actually, it's a little bit of a contest. You've heard us talking about On the Volley Apparel. They make amazing, dope-ass uh, soccer-themed shirts. They've given us a discount, so you guys can buy that at discount. They're doing one better. They're going to give you guys, the fans, one for free. Yeah, we're doing a contest on Instagram. All you got to do is follow us at Soccer Cooligans. You can see all the instructions. You'll see a picture of a shirt there right on our feed, and you can find out uh, how to win. Uh, it's, a, it's a very simple process, uh, but the contest is going until August 20th. 24th, 12.30 p.m. So you still have time to uh, join and possibly win some clothing, some pretty cool soccer clothing. Come on, join. All you have to do is like, tag, and follow. And what you're going to do is you're going to win yourself an amazing shirt if you're the one who gets picked. Cooligans Corner. Cooligans Corner, everybody. Yeah. Our final segment of yeah. the what day. What a great interview, man. Jamie, she's Jamie the best. Jamie was great.
Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of insight, a lot of information. So hopefully all we're the Portland. We're getting like kind of good at this. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like we're trying to be really <laughs> good at this. I mean, it is. You know, when you hear uh, interviews with like sports reporters on like like Mike and Mike on radio yeah, shows, radio and stuff, shows. And yeah, stuff, yeah. It's like it's usually very. Dull. I mean, it's, it's just like, dull. It's, it's, like, it's also like I feel like it's a break for the hosts. Like they're just like, tell us a little bit more about the Yankees season, and then they go make a sandwich and it's like Sweeney Murdy. <laughs> yeah, just but talking. like you know, we, we still we're we're still on like comic mode, right? Where we're yeah, like, yeah. let's we gotta get us, which seems to be the theme of this whole episode. A little fun <laughs> little jokes in there. Yeah, we try to make it lighthearted, and you and know, even, guys, even for the person that we're interviewing, we want yeah. them to have a good time. I well. think the fans are into it. I think they're really uh, liking it. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. We've been getting some amazing emails, uh, but Cooligan's Corner is going to be a uh, fast fast pace yeah so uh yeah we, we we you know we had we talked about a lot of stuff we you know we yelled for the first yeah, 10 we ran minutes that a little bit maybe alexis <laughs> got a little bit crazy <laughs> uh so and he, by the way i love the soccer community thank you thank you for not only letting us in but really thank you to our fans for not only accepting us but you guys are sending us messages that you love what we're doing and we're dude we're trying man we we love we love hearing it let us know it you know it sort of boosts our morale to know that you guys like what we're doing and we're trying to switch it up man we're trying to be different and we're trying to be different from anything else you can hear yeah man so th- yeah i'm very we're all we're very grateful so uh here uh cooligan's corner these are all the stories uh we sort of missed uh, yeah. throughout the show because alexis was yelling because <laughs> alexis was yelling uh so let's uh let's start with some mls uh, finally nycfc against the columbus crew yeah uh, a great match at map free stadium three three draw a game that probably should not have ended in a draw yeah. uh, it was a lot of arguments a lot, uh, it, a lot of back and forth in that game crazy game crazy game obviously first half like seemed you know slow uh but then the second half the game just exploded off, especially after the 90th minute it was just yeah so uh, uh looks so, some memorable moments right that uh, pirlo assist that pirlo assist to via just uh, via i mean pillow on his foot just <laughs> cushioning that ball like he was catching an egg in one of those like you know uh, camp games where they toss an egg and you got to cushion it it was incredible i mean he, it, it was uh just a pirlo-esque you know pirlo-esque as, yeah that's a great way to put it actually. as as he does uh, just a great pass but via just to make that run it just the timing was just so perfect uh and uh, I, and they got it past uh what Steve Clark I believe yeah Steve Clark uh and uh, again uh just great goal o- overall uh both teams looked uh, uh especially in the second half obviously they were uh, uh I think Columbus even with the poor season that they've been having, and this sort of as an NYCFC fan made me a little concerned. They they were pretty dominant. I I, I thought yeah. they should have won. But here's that the game. other thing: they're also at home. You know, I think yeah. NYCFC has been. Uh, they're considered the best cl- uh, road uh, road club in the league, mm-hmm. and I think it's because they understand. And this is something that, like you know, as an Arsenal fan, they started doing last year. It's when you go on the road, you can't just play your game. You know, they have their fans behind them. They slept in their own beds. They're gonna have a bit more energy. They're gonna come out a bit stronger. You have to sort of withstand some of that pressure and be able to to spring an attack when the time is right. Um, and it's not to say like you gotta park the bus, but I think you can see there were moments where you know Villa, Pirlo, Lampard, and, and the rest of the crew really was able to sort of control the game you know they weren't able to well, do it for full 90 minutes no they, you know what in this match nycfc though they scored the, the last couple weeks you know jack harrison has been uh great tommy mack has been you know uh, yeah. as uh, you know done like just amazing goals and, and all that stuff but this game it was it was really just the dps that uh, yeah. were the reason any of the goals pretty much happened right uh outside of the the, the penalty mendoza Came in and and he looked really good, but this was a game where it looked like NYCFC they needed 
they needed magical plays for every goal. Right. But but uh, Columbus, they were just a solid squad. And to their credit, man, they they do not go away easily. Yeah, and, and, uh, and the and, last game of the season is going to be against uh, NYCFC versus Columbus Crew, so that could be a pretty telling game. Yeah the 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 goal the goal by Merrim was just a poor just poor marking. Right. Uh, but Ethan uh, Finley. Look, so obviously the, the the last moment, the final moments of the game, yes, a, a handball in like the, the 90th minute, 91st yeah. minute, uh, which was just, look, yeah, put your arm down. That's a, it was just a stupid. Yeah. I mean, there's no, no one was arguing that call because it was just such a stupid decision. Yeah. Uh, and then just, what is it, 90 seconds later, 30 seconds later, I remember, uh, uh, Ethan Finley, the, uh, across into the box and then, uh, not even across, just a, a, a ball into the box. Bouncing around, and Ethan Finley gets it and just blasts it in, and just uh, uh, such a deflating draw for NYCFC. Uh, I love that Ethan Finley got a chance with the national team because you could see some, you could see the ability to sort of really help control a game from a guy like him. Um, really, really good, uh, just an overall player. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. I'm unfortunately I didn't get to watch as it happened. Um, I was really busy, had a lot of spots that day, uh, so I just didn't get a chance, and I was upset about it because I, it, you know, from looking down at the as as the, like the buzzer kept going off on my phone, telling me what was going on. I'm like, seems like the second half there was a lot happening. I was really excited to go home and watch the rest of it. It so. was, uh, yeah, it was. Pretty intense. I mean, one of the more fun games this season. Well, I, don't, I think if you're a New England Revolution fan, you don't say that about the game that they played this weekend. <laughs> well, it was, before we go into the next game, like the one thing I had gone, it was the first time I went to uh, my local bar, Longbow in Bay Ridge, okay. to go watch the game. Which is a pub partner. A right? pub partner for NYCFC. And I got to watch the game there and, and hung out with some other NYCFC fans. And the owners, are uh, like I learned, were, were you know, they, they want to have NYCFC as a presence in my neighborhood, which is like a, a cool thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and but wa- watching it, it was there was a you you're, you're sort of concerned. We got some emails from uh, Columbus Crew fans that uh, and great dude, uh, Ty Yoder. Awesome guy. Uh, awesome guy. He uh, he's we sent him some stickers and he and he made a bottle opener. Uh, that he uh, he put a Kooligan sticker yeah, on it. He does a lot of woodworking. He does woodworking, and he and uh, and he sent us a picture of the Kooligan sticker. Well, Ty, thank you so much. But he sent he sent me an email uh, just asking about. He's basically not used to, and a lot of Columbus Crew fans are not used to this poor season that they're having, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just at the MLS Cup final, right? And now, <laughs> and it went to it went to it, it's starting to crumble a little bit. Exactly. You know, Kai Kamara and whatnot. And it was, and he sent me an email <laughs> about it, and it, and it was I was. Like concerned because he he literally just asked like we're not used to this sort of you know this right. this poor run that we're having. He was basically like, what did you guys do last year? Why did yeah for yeah. as NYCFC we, NYCFC went through eleven game <laughs> win streak. streak yeah. So it's like and he was just like well how did you how did you guys deal with it like yeah. when, when it, and it's such a thing that in in. In no other sport will would I expect somebody ask me this question. No, because there's such passion yeah. in soccer, and I think that's what makes it great. And we talked about it with Jamie. Like when if somebody goes to a Portland Timbers match and you've never been to a soccer game, I guarantee you you care about the sport a lot more after that. You may not get season tickets, but you want to go again. Yeah. And this is what you're seeing: someone like you know a dude like Ty, a great guy, and he's like. What's happening to us, man? <laughs> you know, what did you guys do? Is it? Yeah, can we do something different? You know, this we're, this like it's a community outreach. We're yeah, here for yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like there should be a system between all the MLS clubs. Like, there should be you- a soccer jerseyed <laughs> shoulder to cry on. Yeah, <laughs> I we get it, man. It's tough. It's tough yeah. when you just see like you know. 
Especially, it's, it might be tougher for them. I mean, we were brand new and we were losing. Exactly. That's but they have, they're like, last year they were really, really good. What's happening? Yeah. Well, look, obviously, Kai Kamara, I think Kai Kamara is the reason yeah. he, he ruined that damn team. You should ask the New England fans, speaking <laughs> of Kai Kamara, yeah. because they lost 4-0. The Philadelphia Union. They look so good, <laughs> Philly Union. Went to, uh, went to New England and, uh, yeah, 4-0, uh, just thrashing of, thrashing of New England. And, look, we knew Alejandro Bedoya Coming to Philadelphia Union, Charlie Davies. Uh, obviously, that that was a big game too. You know, that was great to see the fans play, chant for him as he came. Exactly, on, by playing the way. playing his old. Well team. done, New England fans. Well done. And uh, yeah, you sort of look. New England's also another team that's sort of like not. They don't know what their identity is. You know, they, yeah. they, there's been a lot of uh, changes, but. Losing 4-0 definitely was not a thing. Doesn't help you find your identity losing 4-0. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what I'm noticing is teams are bringing in these DPs now that are immediately making impacts. I think they've. I think the league has figured it out. You know, they're not bringing in, in these midseason DPs that are saviors to the team. They're missing pieces. Yeah, you know. So we're starting. Look, look at Ladero. Look yeah. at what he's doing. Yeah, out it's there. not just about selling tickets necessarily. Yeah. It's uh, like Alejandro Bedoya, definitely going to bring some asses yeah, to the seats. Yeah, and, and he's he, not the biggest name in the world. No, but national team player. Great player, though. Great player. Terrible man, Bun. Great player. <laughs> uh, but you're seeing that he he came in, and he's uh, he doesn't have to do it all himself. Ladero doesn't have to do it all himself. It's We need help in this position. We need help in this spot. And, dude, again, what is his name? Barnetta? Barnett? Yeah, Barnetta. Uh, yeah. Barnetta, incredible player. I mean, just across the board, CJ Sapong is starting to get service that any striker anywhere in the world would want, you know? Well, it's interesting because I, I had um, uh, Pontius, Chris Pontius. Yeah, who scored? Who scored. I had yeah. him on my fantasy team, but I took him off last week because I was oh like, boy. you know what, Bedoya, he's going to get You know, it's funny, I, I got rid of Alberg, who also scored. <laughs> he also scored. Because I was like, I, Bedoya's just going to change his I whole thing. I feel was like the team of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. such a great game. Everyone got the little star next Yeah, because you sort of think, uh, I, I still, oh, I had that mentality of like, oh, Bedoya's going to be there. He's going to like, they're going to, it's going to take, it's going to be weird to adjust with a new right, player. Right, right, right. And he's obviously going to demand the we're ball. we're used to these TPs coming in and yeah, checking no, stuff Yeah, no, Bedoya was like, no, no, no I, I want to be yeah. the Jason Kidd. Of, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to just hand it over here a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want any shine on me. Yeah, we're not the Splash Brothers. I'm the, I'm I'm the dish brother which right here. I'm going to gonna hand it off. Which, which shows so much about how the Philly, uh, just the structure that they have. And, and I and think it, they're going to be a very dangerous team. There's a little team. documentary. There's a mini doc on MLS about uh, the gentleman who's putting it together. I can't remember his name right now. National team player, Earl something. Jesus, I can't remember his name. Okay. Yeah, uh, but exactly. how they're sort of putting it together and Rosenberry and all these guys that they picked. Incredible job. Absolutely incredible job. Right now, probably the highlight of the uh, of the league. Uh, what, uh, what, are, what are some of the other scores? Some of the other scores? Yeah, because we were talking about some, one of the other games. I can't remember what was the other game we were talking about. Uh, I don't know. I but, look God, up. New England just got wrecked, didn't they? Yeah, I mean. And uh, they got a strong team. You got Kai. You got Lee uh, Lee Wynn. You got Fagundes. You know, uh, if they had Jermaine Jones, how much better of a team would they be right now? I mean, he, I mean, he'd probably be in some New England prison. But. Well, I mean, of course he would be. <laughs> because of all the fouls. Just two-footing some Look, other... the standings are are, are are getting tighter and tighter. Uh, NYCFC is only up uh, in first place, I think, by one point, if I'm not, uh, if I remember correctly. And Toronto's got a game in hand, and so do the Union, by the way. So uh, does the, and so do the Impact. I think the Impact have two in hand. Yeah, they do. That's right. They're only uh, 23 games played. And if you look at the West, Co- West Coast Conference, 
FC Dallas gets rid of their best player, Rabona, assist maker of the year. Yeah. Uh, and they're still holding up on first. I mean, they, they got to get some fans over there. <laughs> FC Dallas is going to be fine. I mean, I, I, I. They're too good for the lack. I, I mean, there's no one in those seats. Unless, those poor seats. Unless something goes horribly wrong. I, I mean, I, I think they're getting the su- supporter shield. Uh, even without Castillo, I still think they. They still look really good. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, the Rapids are, are close. I could see the Rapids maybe, uh, you know, um, uh, making a run for it if, if FC Dallas slow down. And I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, poor teams like Chicago Fire and Houston Dynamo are still at the bottom of the rankings. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. They're going to be there for a while. They're going to be there for I mean, at least <laughs> at the end of the season. At least at the uh, end of the season. Yeah. And New England Revolution, they're sliding out of that playoff view. You know, they're at 26 points. 27 looks like it's the bar right now, set by DC United, holding tight at sixth place. Portland Timbers holding tight at sixth place. San Jose Earthquakes, like uh, like Jamie said, just behind them, one point away with two games in hand. Uh, this is really starting. To, and Seattle Sounders, by the way, not that far apart. They also have two games in hand. I kind of wish this the schedule was a bit more balanced. But uh, we're seeing a lot in LA Galaxy, by the way, in third place with 38 points. FC Dallas is at 45. LA Galaxy also has two games in hand. So if you add those six points, you're not exactly at 45, but you're really close. So the Galaxy coming into New York City this weekend, a lot of things can happen. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, we'll be at that game. Uh, You're damn right I will. Finally. It's been like three months months since I've been to a game. Yeah. Feels like it. Such a shame. You missed out. You missed some good ones. Well, you missed some good ones. I'm going to be wearing some linen shorts to this one (laughs) because, oh boy. Uh... Next up on Cooligan's Corner News, uh, the most obvious uh, of all stories, uh, everything, the, the 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 most sort of expected thing uh, we've ever heard, uh, Lionel Messi yeah. is coming back. Shocker <laughs> to, to the Argentinian. Do you think he was paid more, or do you think armed gunmen showed up <laughs> in real Argentina style uh, and were like, "You're playing for the national team"? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he is. He's he has said he's coming back. Uh, I, I I don't know the story with related to the other players who also said that they were leaving. Oh, they're coming back. They're, follow following the lead. Just yeah, like, they're like, oh, what was I? Was <laughs> I? Did I say I wasn't coming? I was only kidding. Messi's back, right? Imagine yeah, then I'll be there. Imagine they're like, uh, you know, for some players like uh, Aguero, like, oh no, no, you're not coming back. Uh, Messi, yeah, he is, but yeah. you, you're you're not really. You're not allowed back. <laughs> we we thought what you did was really disrespectful, <laughs> but Messi, I mean, but yeah, we the, we can't turn him away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what do you? I don't know. What do you think about this? This is uh, obviously. It's obviously very expected, but it is. What do you think of the whole saga of why this went on? I feel like there's so much that we don't know that's really happening here. And I think a large part of it is probably like he apparently was very angry with the way things were handled um, in the national team uh, and stuff. So uh, what should we call it? I don't know what's exactly going to happen, but I feel like there's a lot going on in the background that we don't know about it. Sampaoli, who I've said from day one, I wish was uh, the Arsenal manager. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's in he's in uh, Italy. Uh, used to be the national team manager for Chile. Chile asked him back. He said no. Argentina asked him, and he said he's Argentinian. He said no. Uh, so there's a lot going on in that AFA that yeah. we don't know about. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm like just curious about like what what exactly changed you know he didn't really say right he didn't reason. say why he's back he just said yeah. he's back well he said that he 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 doesn't want to hold like he doesn't want to hold it against the federation he feels like he has to for like for argentina in general so yeah. he, he he's being very showing some like nationalist pride right uh i don't know i i, I think if you know if if they would have if they would have won 
if they would have won the Copa America, he wouldn't have re- he wouldn't have retired. He right. wouldn't have said any of this stuff. And so I think, yeah, of course not. I, he wouldn't have cried, it, it, or maybe he would have cried tears of joy. It, it seemed like it was a a, a a defense mechanism so that he wouldn't have to deal with the, the the harsh harsh criticism that he normally gets. So he waited for Hope Solo to say something stupid, and as soon as she did, he's like, "All right, I'm back. All right, cool. No one's worried about me anymore." Uh, Hope Solo's calling everyone coward. Speaking of Hope Solo, so uh, we know uh, the women's national team, women's national team they have got uh, booted in the quarterfinals uh, by Sweden. They lost in penalty. Penalties uh, to Sweden to to the former uh, U.S. Uh, women's manager uh, Pia Sundhagen. Yeah, uh, and yeah, after after the after the loss, uh, they immediately put a microphone at Hope Solo's face, yeah. and of course, and she threw shade she, on an entire country. <laughs> of course, she brought the heat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is what she does, y'all. <laughs> so Hope Solo said, basically, I'm and I'm paraphrasing, just uh, that we played a bunch of cowards. The the referring to Sweden and that the, the team who should have won did not win the game. Yeah. So, uh, look, I, I, you know, we're going to have someone on the podcast uh, next week who is a, a, a very, very premier mind in the world of women's soccer. So we're going to maybe leave it to him. But I will say that I kind of like I don't think she should have said those things. I think they were disrespectful. But at the same time, I kind of like having someone like her in the game of in the women's game because there's there's always players like that that sort of are disrespectful or, or, or the ones to be like the loud ones in the men's game. Uh, and to have someone like that in the women's game, I think is great because it's sort of you have a catalyst now. We have a lightning rod. You know, you have someone that's going to get they're going to bring you the heat. Yeah. They're going to bring you the they're going to bring you the the what is that? The 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 high not the what's the, the thing? The ticker at, like on the, no, the thing at the top of the newspaper. The headline. The headline. Wow, how did I forget that? I <laughs> uh, must be losing my mind. It must be time for lunch. Uh, the headline. She's bringing the, thing the on headline. Top of the newspaper. You mean the title of the newspaper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, she's bringing the headlines and you need that. You need that to continue to build that buzz. I like her. She's like the anti-hero, man. Well, I, I would say from a, we, we know sports culture, right? Athletes, they, they say the normal crap at the end of every game. Yeah, they, they wanted it they, more. Like, like, well, yeah, yeah, we just, we effort and efficiency and yeah. whatever. The yeah, same, yeah. It's the all same, the same. It's the same crap, right? That we're always just buzzwords. But one thing that I think is, uh, that is, is across the board is that you can be upset. Yeah. Right, you can be upset, you can be emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing you really can't do uh, at a post game conference is speak poorly about the other team's character or their effort. Right, so right. so you can, if you say uh, uh, you know you can be critical about yourself. He's like, we didn't give it all. We we made dumb plays. Uh, we made mistakes. You can really almost even speak poorly about your teammates. Sure. That's even sort of allowed. But you but can't be Ron Artest. Yeah, you cannot be. <laughs> just when you, like shit on the other team. You, when you just say the other team are just a bunch of cowards. Yeah. That is, it, it, it sounds very. Unsportsmanlike. It's unsportsmanlike. But you sound like. like you're, you're pouting. You're, you're pouting. Yeah. Because look, Sweden had a. a, a a strategy. They knew they were like they they were. There was no way they were just gonna beat uh, uh, the the U.S. team just one on one and just like they they weren't gonna be a strong attacking attacking team. So they had to play how they had to play. And and if you read the whole uh, in context, you read the whole thing. She made some good points about how they they were playing so defensive. I mean, they were basically playing a counter attacking Chelsea style. Yeah, uh, they were parking the bus. Parking the bus, and that's yeah, but it worked. And it I worked. mean, you gotta you can't get mad at them. So you calling them cowards after them doing something that they wanted to do? They had a game plan in place, and it worked. Yeah, you sound 
You sound like a child. I mean, you yeah, sound, you do. You sound like a child who's like, I'm taking my ball and I'm, I'm leaving. Exactly. Yeah, so that it, you didn't win. It's not the it's it's not that's not the correct thing to say because you're not. You're, so we now know that Christian is the voice of reason on this podcast, <laughs> and Alexis is the voice of the people. When you're when you're a coward, when you call somebody a coward, you're like, oh, they did a maybe they, if they were physically like a, a cheap right. shot or they did something really you're calling un- out their character when because but they not, lost, not they won. you got beat you yeah. got beat dog and that's it you got to take the L and move on yeah you got to take that L move on which. <laughs> we're about to do we're about to move on yeah we're about to move on guys this has been a very emotional yes uh great podcast episode <laughs> i had fun jamie goldberg thank you so much she was absolutely incredible check out the aragonian check out her writing really really great shout out also to all the portland timbers fans they're doing a great job um and we try to make sure that uh we got uh jamie talking about you guys as well yeah. um because uh the league the league knows man you guys are doing a wonderful job and we absolutely love it um everyone loves you except abdul salam <laughs> uh, my name is alexis guerrero i'm christian polanco together we're the cool again yeah, cool 